and we are live. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode number seven of Taking Stock. This is a hobby content collaboration between Sports Cards Live and the Sports Card Dad Network. And I just lost, we just lost DPZ. He'll be right back. Today is Tuesday, July the 18th, 2023. And as soon as we get him back, that will be, there he is, that guy right there. That is Dennis Zender. My name is Jeremy Lee. Welcome everybody to Taking Stock. And want to thank everybody who joined us last time. We had a great episode talking about hobby content. You can see that on the Sports Cards Live and Sports Card Dad YouTube channel, as well as the Sports Card Live podcast, where you can go listen to it. As always tonight, your comments and your questions are in play. Let's get to it. Dennis, first off, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am good. Uh, doing great. Uh, I'm really excited to have this conversation tonight. Um, I feel like it's a necessary topic, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the... Uh, the the comment section has to say about it um I mean, this is content itself so but i think it's a great place and a form and an opportunity for us to discuss hobby burnout what that means to everybody what that means to you and what it means to me yeah yeah it's uh you know i think it's an interesting topic because i think most people go through some lulls we go through our own little cycles we you know we know the hobby goes through cycles in terms of values and participation and the velocity of transactions and content all these things are always going through cycles but i think we as hobbyists no matter how you approach it uh, i think we also go through our own little cycles in our own head and sometimes we're really excited and and, and really you know aggressive and searching and hunting and for cards and for trade partners and for things to do hobby wise content to consume and other times we maybe uh, we take a step back. We we just sort of reduce our involvement a little bit, or we want to maybe. Maybe we we are feeling a little bit burnt out for various reasons, and I think there's lots of different reasons why people can encounter some hobby burnout. And I think it's really those reasons that are interesting, as well as you know what you do to cope with it and to bounce back, if you will, because you can burn out. And actually be burnt out to the point where you don't come back, where you're not going to get back into the hobby. And I think we don't, we want to, you know, you, if you love this hobby, you probably don't want to do that. If you have collecting in your veins, you probably don't want to do that. But some people probably do. They may get too burnt out. So there's lots of stuff there. Um, you know, I, I'm curious from the chat, sort of, what are you, if you're watching, if, if you're in the chat right now live, let us know, have you ever had some burnout? Have you ever felt some burnout coming? Why was it? And maybe what did you do? Hobby Champs was first in the chat today. Be sure to follow Hobby Champs on Twitter. What is going on? Spurs cards, good evening to you. Trader Griff's in the house. Chris J, good evening. John Fisherman, I quit my job to play blackjack full time. All right, good luck. It's, that's going to take luck for success. So good luck to you for sure. Hobby Champ says we may sleep, but the hobby never sleeps. It's always there chugging along in the background. Yeah, no matter what we are doing, the hobby is always doing uh, continuously, right? Hello to name Indigenous Rookie Cards, Hockey Cards Plus. What's going on? John Fishman, one time when I ate too much acid. Yeah, you want to be careful with your acid intake, uh, John Fishman. 
definitely something to be careful with. Trading crafts. My daddy didn't raise any quitters. I like that. I like that right there. No quitters here. No quitters here. John Fishman, I'm learning from Mr. Peapod. Yeah, I think Joey, that Joey's episode is still getting some some mileage there with Mr. John Fishman. So I I hear you there. I hear you there. All right. Well, good, good. Uh, and Bay Area guy, Panini was the reason why I got burned out. Oh, okay, let's start right there. Panini was the reason why I got burnt out. So, and I think that's a typical thing. I mean, I'm going to guess from Bay Area guy's perspective, I think a lot of people watching, Dennis, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if you are a completionist, you want to have like every card of your player. Mm-hmm. I mean, Panini upper deck tops with the amount of products that they are pumping out each year for their respective sport or sports. I mean, there's a lot to keep up with there. And is that why you get burnout Bay area guy and anyone else? Like, because Dennis and I talked about this, can you get burnt out or experience some burnout simply because there's too much product all the time? Is there too much product coming your way? And just here's the other thing though, just because there's so much product, like, are we a slave to our player's checklist? Do we have to purchase every single card of our player that comes out by Panini every single year? Is that causing burnout? And if so, maybe you need to scale back your want list. Something like that. What do you think, Dennis? Is that? Yeah, is that I, 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 think, I think collecting is, is very complicated in, in the modern market. I think if you're collecting a player, there are so many different, variant, uh, different types of cards, different uh, sets. There's the the parallels and the different inserts within the sets. I mean, in, inserts aren't really as are, are a thing really now, but let's say parallels. There's so many different parallels. There's so many different refractors. It becomes almost nuanced just to collect any type of card. I mean, I'm a Bowman Chrome guy, so we'll talk about Bowman Chrome, the Shimmers, the Aquas, the Blues. You know, I bought a card that said in red blue refractor, and for some reason I thought it was a blue refractor. I just didn't look close enough, and I bought a card that was not a true blue refractor. It was blue lava. And I just didn't see the indentations on the blue. So you get caught up in, you know, it gets confusing sometimes, even for somebody who's been, you know, I kind of want to consider myself a little bit more savvy than I I was a few years ago. And I've learned the true colors are when it comes to refractors and Bowman. Um, And I think the same thing applies across the board with, uh, you know, Panini products. It's going to be, you know, all these different types of, you know, what what are the most important? I think you got to just narrow down to gold and, and those types of parallels. But that still it still becomes really difficult to collect when there's so much. Um, there was a, a comment that Josh made on on a, on a uh, on one of the other episodes of the crossover where he mentioned that you know what it doesn't bother him that there's more parallels. It just makes those golds and those one of ones that much more sought after and special because you have so many other cards that you know, preclude it. And it it basically builds that card up even more. And there's another side of the camp that says there's just too many. It makes it, it waters down everything. It just makes it too difficult. So I can understand the fatigue in trying to collect in today's day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with, I agree with that comment that the more, the more uninteresting or unimportant or less desirable on a personal basis, the more of those cards there are, the more the special ones do stand out. And that's always been the case, though. I think that's, you know, it doesn't matter how much there is, you're always going to kind of search for those those sh- those shiny penny kind of cards, the ones that really catch your eye, the ones that are, are established as most important. Hockey Cards Plus says in 40 plus years, I've taken a few breaks. Not sure it was burnout, more like life events, you know, college children. That, may, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we'll, we'll, I think, you know, 
we'll talk a bit about about that more in terms of what you know things can be going on in our lives that can change our uh our our real our, our gumption for the hobby like here here's an example dennis it sort of ties into this but you know i think i think about you know going through my own life in the past when i'm feeling very bullish on the economy when i'm feeling bullish about my own personal finances when i get a when i've gotten a promotion when i've gotten a bonus when i've gotten a a word of encouragement from the ceo of my company saying you know you're doing a great job uh, you know you feel like your job is secure you may be looser you may be willing to buy more cards because that is your present for yourself maybe it's every day maybe it's 10 times a day you're buying yourself a present sort of retail therapy but when you're feeling good about your your income and your income you're feeling like your income is going to be continuously streaming inwards into you i think that makes it easier for people to spend money whereas when you may feel like your job is in jeopardy or maybe you're not sure what's coming next you know maybe then you lay off the cards a bit or a lot and you are more more particular in what you buy if at all or you just go through a phase and i think a lot of this is based it can be based on your personal financial situation of course it can also be based on your mood you know it can just be based on your mood from for many re different reasons um john fishman says i got burnt out from all the damn parallels what is up steve and yeah, the, we, we, covered, we kind of talked about that. That can burn you out. And like Dennis was saying, that's when you got to hone in on the ones that mean the most to yeah. you. I'll rip through some comments here. Matt Carp says, I was feeling a bit of fatigue, but it was because I was disorganized in my thoughts. Once I figured out what I really wanted, staying in the hunt was better for me. It made me slow my spending. That's a great point from Matt here. I think, Dennis, is that, you know, you got to kind of organize and figure out what it is you want. There's so many awesome cards in this hobby. You can be buying a card. You can be. You can spend. You can spend all your money in one day if you want in this hobby, right? It doesn't matter how much money you have, but you need to. I, I think it's. I think it's good advice, and I think Matt experienced this as he says, is really hone in on what you want. Have a have a list. You know, that's a way. To, that's something. That's a way to do it. The professor says not burnout, but saturation or plateau of my enthusiasm. My local LCS are not engaged, but with virtual LCS relationships are helping. So that's just a matter of access, access and uh, and really, really, um, you know, interaction with people. The more access you have, I think the more active you'll be, the more interaction you have with people. And Dennis, you and I were talking about this uh, just the other day, like your experience in the hobby has been enhanced by your relationships. You want to speak to that? Right. Yeah. The, re the relationships, I believe, Jeremy, are, are, are a key component to the hobby experience that you have if your only experience is going into your lcs i feel like you're you're missing out it's limited now you did you get to engage with your you know maybe you have a trade night maybe you have uh people and friends you know that you meet up with there to look at cards buy cards talk about cards but for the most part i feel like this will probably segue into our next you know topic of conversation you know the content we consume online and that's how i met all these people it's through those 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 communities you know for me i started with lucas i was listening to luca tiger braun um their podcast every day i was listening i became you know a, a contributor like in these comment sections i was contributing all the time i felt like i had something to say so i got a show i started to meet all these people next thing i know i'm interviewing all these different people from all throughout the hobby i'm getting to know so many new people 
and you learn and grow and you get to explore you get to explore other people's thought processes and experiences how they've navigated the hobby for the past however many years or how for how they navigated the hobby for the past 3 years or last year or last 6 months you get the whole the whole picture and i believe those relationships you develop are it's a really important component to your experience in the hobby it makes it fun it, it gives you an ability to escape the real world I think what's happening right now, and this is maybe this is a take. I don't know if you call it a take. It's taking stock. I think a lot of people, and I've said this before, have lost money. I think when things were great, the content was mostly great. It was mostly positive, uplifting. Things were going to the moon. People were making money. People swooped in to take advantage of that situation to make money. Now things have changed. Now people are underwater. It costs more money to drive places. It costs more money to live. And, and people have different job situations. You talked about when your job's great, someone, you know, your boss tells you, hey, you're doing a great job. And that, that still instills confidence for you to maybe go out. Hey, you're going to get a great bonus this year. That'll instill confidence for you to go out and maybe buy more cards or, or feel better about, you know, spending that, that you know, um, disposable income. But now that's not happening. Now people are underwater. People are selling cards at a loss. People are holding on to cards that are worth hardly, you know, not nearly what they were worth when you bought them. And unless you truly love the cards, unless you're truly into the fact that this player, the experience, the nostalgia, the community, you're connected, you're you're going to leave. You're going to go, well, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't, this is actually stressful. This isn't enjoyable. And you get burnt out. Maybe you listen to a lot of content to try to make yourself feel better about it. But it's those community relationships um, those are important too, but I think that right now the tenor of the way things the way things are within the hobby landscape, I believe, has a direct impact on how everybody's behaving. People are on edge, and so the content is really geared around that. And I think that when that content's geared around all of that stuff, because when you look hard enough, you're always going to find the negative. When you're geared around that, it's just going to keep building on itself, and it's going to make it you know it's going to burn people out. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah, uh, well said. And so we've got a whole bunch of comments. I've got 17 comments start. Go. So I'm going to rip through these. Go Dennis, through but, yeah. but you, you ended that by, by, by bringing content into the discussion. So I'm going to go through what we have. And by the time we get through them, I'm sure we'll have some that are getting it, that are talking about content guys. So let's run through what we have here. First of all, good evening good. to Frankie Gonzalez. Always a pleasure. Scott Noble says, I didn't get burnt out on the hobby, but I did get burnt out on the sheer amount of Patrick Waugh cards and really had to step back. So that's a player collector who's a completist or completionist. I don't know what the right word is, who is like enough is enough. I need to step back. I think a lot of people have experienced that lately. And if you can just whittle down that checklist, you might be able to uh, stay in and, and continue to enjoy collecting that player as much as you did before. Bay Area guy says, I got so turned off that I strictly buy vintage football now. There you go. You're focusing. That's a that's a good response, I think, to making sure you're not going to get burnt right out of the hobby. Trader Griff's worst thing about Panini is the horrible quality control they have given up and printing to the moon, watered down product. Yeah, if you feel like if you feel like the product that you want to buy has poor quality control and is watered down to the moon, stop buying it. Right, find something different to buy. And if that's the only thing you like, then you have to question being in the hobby. I think or I don't have an or. Actually, I don't have an or to that. Hobby Champ says, when I'm feeling burnt out, I switch focus to players' cards from my childhood. Always seems to reignite my passion. So I think what Hobby Champs is saying is I'm tapping into my nostalgia. 
And that to me, nostalgia is the foundation of collecting sports cards. And so that is a great strategy, I would say, is tap back into what you love about the cards, the, the subject matter of the cards. Zach Pierce says, people make the mistake of selling off when they feel burnout. This is such a smart comment so far by Zach, because it's so true. You get burnt out, you feel, you're starting to have some negative thoughts, you start to sell cards. He says, don't, so he says, people make the mistake of selling off when they feel burnout, don't have to sell to take a break. That's true, you don't have to sell to take a break, just seems like people are all or nothing spending crazy money weekly or totally getting out. Yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of that that goes on out there. So great comment, Zach. And uh, yeah, you don't have to sell off when you're feeling burnt out. Maybe that's the worst time to sell because you're not in the right frame of mind. Dennis, you got something to jump in well, on? Well, no, it's, it's like what you've said before. I remember this. You, you, it's, not a, it's not a loss, a realized loss until you sell it at a loss. Until you sell it at a lot. And I mean, I guess if you have a Zion based PSA 10 that you're in way too deep in, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that'll never be a not, that'll always be a loss depending on what you spent. But some of these cards, you know, I, they're probably going to work their way back, you know, depending on what the kind of card is and the player. Um, feel good about the stuff that you felt good about when you bought it and ride it out. So, yeah, you're right. It's not an all or nothing uh, game. It, you should find the middle ground. Step away. Um, there's a lot, there's so many comments, Jeremy, keep going. There's, there's, a, there's so many of them. Basketball card guy, John, look forward to seeing you yeah. next week says, if you feel burned out, you should step away from it. Card collecting is a hobby and hobbies should be fun. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't, if it didn't make me feel positive. And if you know, John, he's one of the most positive oh. presences in the hobby, truly loves it. Yep. Now, the only thing I would say to, to the comment where he says, you know, if you feel burned out, you should step away. What do we, what does, and I don't I'm asking John, what do you mean step away permanently for a couple of days, for weeks, for months, or until you get your head back in? Like, you know, I think you can literally step away for half an hour sometimes and, or just like get your head straight. Just think about some of the good think about the positive things in the hobby and by that i mean the things that, that you love about it again go back to the what i've said oftentimes then is go back to your cards if the hobby has you down if hobby content has you down go back to your cards if you love your cards that should be a restart in your own head i love it and jeremy let me add to that this is something i would i would welcome everyone to think about and i love john john is until you join again perfect but john He's one of the best, the absolute best in the hobby. Just an amazing collector, an amazing person, human being. So really glad to see you here, buddy. Um, what I will say, uh, this is what I would, I would, I would assume because I, I, we talked about this yesterday, Jeremy. The the hobby content sort of, I kind of was raised on it within my hobby experience. I was kind of raised on hobby content the last three or four years. So. You know, and it, it, there's obviously a lot more hobby content out there. I mean, I'm even doing it now. I, mean, I was not doing it a, few year, a couple of years ago or a year ago. So that tells you there's more content. Maybe if you turned off all the content, you didn't watch any shows. Of course, we want you to watch Taking Stock every Tuesday night. Please keep doing that. But if you wanted to take a break from watching content or observing or consuming content, if you stopped consuming content for like a month and you had to look at your cards without somebody making you feel a certain way about them, if that's what's happening. I'm just asking honest question here. If you did that, how many of those cards would you keep? If you weren't being inspired, say, if you did, you had, see, you had no conversations with any other hobbyist, nobody in your community, you just, all you were left with was your cards. 
how many of those cards would you keep? How, how important would those cards be to you? I think it's kind of a litmus test for the hobbyist. Are you really into your card? Do you love them? If you took all the content away, you didn't pay attention to all the good and the bad and all the positive and people arguing over what's positive and should, I don't know. I, I think that would be an interesting test to, to, to take. Just turn it all off and enjoy your cards for a month. Maybe that's, a, that's, that's stepping away. Maybe that's a way to step away from it. Yeah, I, I've thought about that sometimes. Oh, maybe, you know, take take a, a day or a week off of uh, social media. But but then it's like, well, I, I like keeping up with things myself. So I know. It's hard. Indigenous Ricky Card says the social media aspect of collecting got me burnt out about a year ago. Had to take a step back from my socials for a while. Trying to make YouTube videos and post frequently on Instagram was a lot. Yeah, we put see we put we put pressures on ourselves, especially if you are active on social media. You've seen the you've seen the advice you you know post every day or post this many pieces of content on this many platforms every day to stay relevant and this and that and that that's a lot of pressure. It's like oh I forgot to post one day. What does that mean? Like who cares? Post when you're post when you want. Take part when you want. Customize the hobby for yourself is uh and and, and your involvement on social media. Good evening to you, Stukes. Great to see you. Frankie says for me having a side PC helps out when I get burnout from my main collection. Diversity helps, set collecting, finding other players to collect, all that helps. Diversifying. I like that, Frankie. Find find an, an alternative. Find something else to focus on if you're if you're burnt out by your main player that may have too many cards. Bay Area guy says, I challenged myself to put together the top 250 career rushing leaders since the running back position is a dying position. I mean, I think this makes a lot of sense. Find a project. Define it yourself. Find a project that you can get behind, a sport you love, players you enjoy collecting, and pursue it. Yeah. See how it goes. And if, if you don't love it halfway through, give yourself permission to find something different. Keep the cards you love. Sell the ones you don't well, you don't want anymore from that, from that initial uh, challenge and, and go on from there. Iconic Baseball says, to me, the antidote to hobby burnout is hobby focus. I mean that might that's a clever statement. Like that, that's insightful right there. We I think we should all kind of you know read that again type of thing. The antidote to hobby burnout is hobby focus. I think we've kind of said that a couple times, but that puts it very succinctly. Iconic baseball, great comment. Thank you, Mister Squirrel says I burned out from the sport of hockey entirely. I had to take two years away from even watching it. I can thank collecting for getting me back into what I enjoy. Just started collecting three months ago. Welcome back wow. to the hobby. Mr. Awesome. Squirrel, Mike Petty has got burned out by all these crazy, uh, all these crazy inserts <laughs> with fake patches and everything. Yes, here you, Mike Petty. Stuke says, "I can't remember a day I felt burned out in the hobby in the last 56 years." Wow, I think you're very fortunate if that's the case, and you're doing it right. You probably have a lot of great advice to give in that department, Stukes. Brad Keeney says, "Focusing on those I collect and not who influencers say are going up is my thing." I mean, that's a no-brainer right there. Collect what you like. Consume content for enjoyment and some education along the way, but not for investing advice. Definitely not let for me, that. Let me, ask this, let me ask this question to you, Jeremy, and maybe the chat as well. We all say just collect what you like, collect what you love. Don't listen to what people are saying. But yet so many people are, are watching all of these different you know, shows that talk about cards that they think are – you know. People were watching those shows regardless. I mean, it was happening. And there's a comment I'm sure you'll get to later that, that speaks to that. You felt burnt out because of that 
following the advice and maybe you're learning and growing and you don't know any better. And so you're just going to follow the lead of someone that may know what they're doing or may perceive to be known what they're doing. I feel like it's, we say that, but yet we still watch those shows. And I mean, are we getting inspired, Jeremy? Are you, are you ever inspired to maybe think about something differently? Think, think about a, a, maybe a player to collect or a way to collect by watching content or is that, is it all, yes. you, you still clear that? all the time all the time but the but it's because but it's a it's a certain kind of content that has that that effect on me that has that inspires influences whatever that gets me looking online for other cards like it or that card or whatever and it's really it, it's just somebody showing a card it, it's it's got nothing to do with these cards are going up i scroll right by that content i don't i don't click into those youtube videos like ever i never watch how to make money on cards. I never watch what cards are going up in value. I, it doesn't interest me in the least. And that's why I've never created that kind of content because I don't, why would I, why would I create if I wouldn't consume it? So not at all for me, not at all. What up, what up, Carvin Chung, the architect in the house. Good to see you, buddy. See you in a couple, see you next week. Cards and Comics says negative content gets views. Yes, that's, that's a proven formula right there. Mike Petty says, I agree with Dennis. People don't enjoy getting their teeth handed to them. Like I've said before, no doubt. And that, I, you know, I think what we're talking about there often is like when your, your financial decisions within the hobby don't work out. And that can be from, you know, group breaks, busting product or buying prospects or just getting in at the wrong time. Like the peak Q1 2021, not a good right. time to be buying cards. Cards and Comics says, I do collect or comment and get no views. I'm getting out of content creation now. I would have to see your content to opine on why you get no views, Cards and Comics. But um, but I don't know. I need to watch it to see. Uh, Zach Pierce says, unless you lost a ton, you should feel good now. It's a lot more fun than during the boom when prices were crazy. Don't get some of the doom and gloom people have. I'm buying like crazy. Yeah, like... Like I've been saying for a few months now, now is the best time to be buying cards we've seen in the past three and a half years or so. And right. I've seen some other comments come up like there are some great deals out there. Yes, there are. There's another comment we're going to get to in a moment that uh, I thought made a lot of sense. The Mangini Collection says, if you're not feeling burned out, you ain't working hard enough. Hobbies are meant to make you feel stressed. I think that is a tongue in cheek comment through and through. Carvin says, remember the three rules of collecting. Don't FOMO, don't YOLO, and stay in your lane, which results in spending within your means. I think that's just good, clean type of advice. Great advice. Don't select says, I think people are mad they still can't get the high-end cards the big YouTubers are bragging about. Yeah, this is a this is a, a position that I've never really quite understood because it if, if you're a, if you're a hobbyist who is this just speaks to being jealous of people with better cards than you more expensive cards than you well then you're probably jealous of the people driving ferraris and lamborghinis and the people living in the most expensive zip codes in your state or your city you probably are just a jealous envious person if that's what is making you burning you out because there are so many gorgeous affordable inexpensive cards in this hobby but if you're just striving to get the, you know, NTRPA and the Brady uh, contenders champ ticket and the PMGs from 97, all this, if that's, if that, those are your goals, but it's not within your means, 
set like manage your own expectations find something that is more within your means because it's not just cards it's every area it's every area of life you know maybe you're wearing a casio and not a patek philippe not everybody can afford these things yeah but on the but on the flip side of that jeremy i feel like there is some merit in that comment there is some of that envy right it, it, maybe it's not you're, you're mad maybe you're just like you know damn it like i can't afford to buy these really cool cars i, w- I want to buy one of those and i'm never going to be able to afford to buy it i mean forget fractional i mean that obviously didn't seem to work out and we're like you know boy, i'd love to, to snag one of those really cool cards it feels like there's like the elite that have the greatest and nicest cards and the rest of us are just you know clamoring for the scraps so yeah but the elite I, the elite dennis is like the one percent club what I know. you're seeing on instagram is the one percent club and my my next response is then if if seeing that is making you feel inadequate or jealous or envious that's not a play don't put yourself there don't put yourself in that situation stop following those accounts if that's making you feel bad about yourself or making you just live with jealousy i mean that that to me like yeah you're not gonna be able to afford those cards but you're also not affording the houses those people are living in or the cars they're driving or the watches they're wearing or the private schools are sending their kids to and so on and so on and so on. Stay as the carbon set, stay in your lane. There's a comment. Uh, where did it go here? Uh, someone was talking about here. Kamikaze sports car says I'm content buying cards when something sells on my com C account. Otherwise I window shop and add to my watch list. The key word there is content. Kamikaze sports cars is content being in his or her lane and i think that's that's a great approach right there uh okay john says a lot of the most burned out folks i've met are burned out because they took advice from other people and never really got it for themselves they saw success as defined by others and chase it yeah i that makes sense to me what john is saying here dennis but the thing about it is that where my head goes immediately on this comment is newer entrants to the hobby that came in because they were seeing a lot of YouTube content that was telling them what to buy. And they took that advice and they are now down in value. And so they're getting out. Well, they were never really in at the beginning. They, they saw dollar signs, not all of them, John, but a lot of them saw dollar signs. So I don't think the hobby is any better or worse off without those people still in, but the ones who came in, in, in the, in the boom and stuck it out because they fell in love with it. I mean, let's, those are, those are the people we want to keep because they love it just like we all do. Right. Mookie Chilson. Here's a test. Next time you feel burned out, can you delete eBay from your phone? The safe searches can be the most dangerous content (laughs) there is. No, I can't. (laughs) I was was going to say the same thing, Jeremy. Would you make, have you ever tried? I think I tried. I did it. It was like a day. I lasted a day. No, I've never done that ever, ever (laughs) since you could actually see pictures on your phone. Uh, and eBay had an app along with everything else. No, I've never deleted it. And I don't expect that I will zone select says there are a lot of great cards out there still cheap. The hobby is still exciting. Yes. Zone selects for the win right there. There are a ton of beautiful. I recently got into these gallery of hero cards. I found them on com C and you know, the most I think I've spent on one is like 40 bucks and I'm getting big names. I'm not, I'm not getting Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. I don't even know if they have them. But I'm getting guys like, um, gosh, I, I got Tim Duncan, I got I got a Carl Malone, I got a Cal Ripken Jr., I got a Babe Ruth, I got a Hank Aaron, a Yogi Berra from these ones from 2013. Beautiful cards, love them, and they're super affordable. 
and they bring me as much happiness as a $1,000 card does or a $5,000 card. They, they Legit, they do. Skeppy, good to see you, says burning out is a sign of overactivity or too much of something. It means yeah. you're not setting discipline or higher level goals and projects. See, I think I think that's I think he's onto something here, especially when what he says it means you're not doing is what we're saying you should be doing. Have discipline, stay in your lane, have higher level goals, pro like have goals and projects that are within your means. That's going to ground you. And just again, it's it's about managing your own expectations for what your hobby experience should be and what your collection should be. So play just play within your means, play within your means, stick in your lane. As we as we've seen before in the comments already. Bay Area guy says my son would love to open a high-end product, but it's way out of his price range. So he decided to stop collecting. Well, so be it. Is all I can say to that is so be it. If you can't afford it, you it's like I can't afford a Ferrari, but I'm still driving. You know, and not enough. I'm not saying this in comparison to where Bay Area son, I need to drive. I got kids. I I I need to drive my car. But you know, if you can't afford the, the best of the best or whatever it is that you want, you either go to something else or like Bay Area guy's son did, you stop collecting because it doesn't work for you. And I think that's fair. I think that's okay, Dennis. If all you want is the best, but you can't afford it and you don't want anything else, who are we to tell you that you need well, to find something else? Yeah, it's I mean, nice if you can, but you yeah, don't have to. You don't have to. I think that's, that's a very, it's a valid point. You know, if you're not, if you don't enjoy if you, if you only want and, and aspire for those certain cards and you can't afford them or there's no way to attain them, then, yeah, I mean, the, the, why buy the stuff that you don't really want? You're just going to want the other thing anyway. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with that, that line of thought. 90s Collector, good to see you. Cards and Comics has done 450 videos over three years. I, I, if you're getting no views, you got to change up your content. It's obviously not hitting home. It's not resonating with people. It's... Uh, you know, and also look at your average view time. If your average view time is like under a minute or 90 seconds, your content just isn't hitting home. It's just it's just not resonating with people. And uh, yeah, I, you know, either do it because you love it for yourself or find a find find a new angle. I would I would think Bay Area follows up and says, my son came to me a month ago and had me sell off his cards due to the ability that he cannot afford buying high end product. Uh, sorry, maybe we did that one. It's very similar to the last one. But yeah, we covered that one. For sure. Victor says, I think deals were better last year. Prices still seem too high. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think last year prices, generally speaking, were higher, but it depends what you're looking at, Victor. Maybe we're looking at different things. U.S. Sports Card says, if anybody feels burned out, go to your closet and dig through a box you haven't dug in for a while and reconnect with your cards. Collecting doesn't always have to be buying. Hallelujah. Right there. That's what we were saying before. You can always go back to your cards, no matter what is getting you down in the hobby. You can't afford what you want to buy. Uh, too many cards of your player. Poor quality control. You know, too many, too many parallels. Um, hobby content getting you down. Whatever it is, go to your cards. Go to your cards. Relive those mail days. We're we're in this hobby, and as the as collectors, Dennis, I find like the hunt is so exciting. The waiting for the mail day is so exciting. Opening up the bumbler is so exciting you know processing into your collection so much fun but once you put that card in its deep dark place in its box wherever you store it you're on we're already on to the next we're already on to the next looking for that next jolt of of adrenaline or whatever it is 
when we can get that next card and search for that next card. Right, right. The professor says LCSs have an important role in providing liquidity in the hobby, but if you only want to sell cards as a, at an LCS and not provide liquidity, then a collector turns to relationships with virtual LCSs. I mean, listen, every every shop owner is different, and they're not they're not all going to uh, they're not all going to be the same. That's for sure, and they're not all going to cater to you. So yeah, you we're lucky to live in a in a connected world now where you can go outside of the LCS in your town or city or one of them and you can find other trading partners, other hobby participants and build relationships. Um the LCS is the important role of providing liquidity. That it it's sort of, but it's it hasn't always been that way because the liquidity has been 50%. You know, we'll give you half book. Back in the day, it was half a book value was what an LCS would pay because they had to pay rent. Now that's no longer acceptable. And some stores will, some stores make a, you know, they market themselves based on providing liquidity, but I think they're few and far between. They are the forward thinkers and they are the ones that are really, that are, that are going to do better in the long run, I think. I think there's a fun way too. like you talk about, you know, creating uh, side PCs or, or coming up with a new plan, like, there was a time where I was like, you know, I'd love to get, I want to get the whole OPG run of Wayne Gretzky from 79 all the way to 90. I wanted to get all of them. I just, it didn't have to be, you know, nine, ten, tens, maybe eights, you know, good, nice, well-centered copies of all of those cards. I thought that would be a really cool set to have. Um, I, I know I'm not the only person who's trying to do that, but, you know, of course, getting the 79 is a pretty big spend, but stuff like that i pick a player and maybe it's a, a different player maybe it's a, a more affordable player if it's hockey or baseball or football that that's kind of fun too when you're you just try to almost like putting together a run or a set of of 80s because there isn't all the parallels and all that stuff it's a little easier to, to hone in on what you want to do stuff like that's kind of fun if you're a collector agreed agreed Luigi says envy is a very slippery slope for sure. Cards and comics. Thanks guys. It's just tough going one month with zero new subs. I'm going to focus on nineties box breaks. Yeah. Keep trying different things. Cards and comics. Definitely keep trying different things until something, especially if you're passionate about making comment. Mangini right here says he subscribed, had to, and I saw you in the pirate hat. Dennis right there is saying, reach out. We'll have you on a collector series, which will help you gain more uh, views and just more uh, attention out there. So that's really nice. Stuke says family first, then job. And finally, hobby. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses in the hobby. Be happy with what you have. Yeah, it's easy. I think, I think to Stu, I think it's easier said than done for a lot of people. We're sitting here saying this, but unless you're walking in these other people's shoes, it, it might be tough to actually right. do that. So I just want to say, you know, sort of sensitive to that, even though we're saying, you know, kind of do it. Just just stay in your lane. Be happy with what you with what you have. Don't don't just strive to own what everybody else has. Son of a silver stacker. Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Zach Pierce says, I own four and five figure cards, but still love sorting through quarter boxes. If you don't enjoy the hobby because you can't buy $10,000 cards, do you really love the hobby? Yeah, I think there's something. I think there's some merit to that comment. Like, yeah, just if you can't find something you love within it that you can afford, then like uh, whose who's son left Bay Area guy, son did just you can leave the hobby and guess what? You can come back in. You can, a lot of us didn't really get heavy into it until we had discretionary income. Wait till you have a job and you're, or, or you start your own business and you're making money. And now you can buy the cards you wanted as a kid. 
I got to say, I don't feel that bad for the kids these days because I was that same kid. Couldn't afford to buy boxes of cards every weekend for $16 a box. Couldn't afford it. Two to four packs for 50 cents or a dollar. So, and it's not that that's why I don't feel bad. It's because you're a kid. You're a kid. You don't have, you're not making money yet. Wait till you're making money. Average Joe says, any ideas for when you try to put a set together, but get to the higher cost pieces, the rare ones and find to find and things slow down. Yeah, Average Joe, my, this has come up before somewhere I've talked about this. When I start a new set, I start with, the, I start with the most expensive pieces first, because if I can't get those, I don't want to bother getting all the common players I'm not going to care about down the road. So I'm not going to build a collection of common players that I don't care about, hoping one day I'll get, you know, the rest of them, the Gretzky or the Jordan or the Brady or whoever it is. I'm going to start with the better cards that I can afford and then decide from, okay, now I'm going to build out the six. I got the tough ones and it's going to look beautiful when it's all said and done. But if you're starting with the lower end card, I've seen people say, I'm going to build the set, but I'm starting with the easy to get cards. And then I'm going to get the, the big one at the end. That's, that's just never how I've done it. And right. you know, 20 years of building sets that way. It, it hasn't been uh, that I haven't done it that way. Son of a silver, I like money and I like the hobby. Well, good. I think that's most most people who are here like both. Like both zone selects says, I love digging through value boxes when I can sell cards to trade up and then grind to get that PSA 10 is more rewarding than spending your whole check on a high-end card. The hobby is a grind. The hobby might be the hobby can be a grind if you choose for it to be a grind the way Zone Selects is doing it. And listen, if that's bringing you joy. And bringing you utility, keep it up, keep it up. Hey, can I grab, can I jump ahead here? I want to I want to grab a comment. It's 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 kind of speaking to me. I don't know if I can highlight it or not. I guess you can do that. Um, random rips towards the bottom here. He he had a comment. It's okay to dream of owning a card beyond your reach. You can inspire kids to pursue a good career. Same the same way many dream of owning a Ferrari so they can actually pursue it. That's not envy. What I want to say to that is I think that it's what every time as we keep reading all these comments and then I read this one. I think that I think we're just not patient in general, all of us. Are. I mean, we're all just we all would love to have something right now. Um, I, I mean, you can see it in a lot of the younger generation. You know, if there's any younger generation here, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you. But, you know, everything's so quick and so fast and, and people are getting things sooner and, fa and, and, and more. You know, you're getting to these destinations faster or you're borrowing money or you're 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 you know, you're leveraging yourself to get these things instead of getting there naturally, getting there by coloring up, getting there within time. Maybe it's going to take a few years to get that card. Maybe you have to save up the money. Maybe you have to buy and sell to get there, but it's going to take time. And because we want everything right now, it, it gets us down. And maybe we also see other people having it right now and enjoying it, but we have no idea how they're able to purchase that. Maybe they're leveraged to their, to their eyebrows to have it. To look great on instagram or youtube but maybe they don't truly own that card because it's on credit um these are the kind of things you, you got to think about it, it to, to get there naturally and doing it you know, you know throughout time and the steps and it's almost like the journey the journey to get there the journey to collect to build that set to build the run or whatever it is you're trying to achieve that's fun you want to enjoy that experience because it's like anything else once the mail day is over you got the card okay now i got it. now what now what do i do it's like what am i going to do now it's it it's almost like that chase is, is exciting right it's exciting when we chase the card when we're negotiating the deal for that card and we finally get it struck 
and we get the card in our hands and it's like, yes. And then it's like, you know what, <laughs> you know, I think that the patience is going to be an important piece moving forward because there will be opportunities out there. How many times have you gone out and bought a card that you liked that you didn't really necessarily have on your radar? We've talked about this before only to find a card that you've always wanted all of a sudden become available. But now you've spent money on that other card that you didn't really covet as much as the card that just become became available. You had no idea it was going to become available, but we're not being patient. I do this all the time. I'm, I'm terrible at it. So I'm almost talking to myself too, when I say this out loud. So it's good to be self-aware. That's, that's a, that's something that, uh, you know, not everybody has or is able to be. So if you can really be self-aware and understand why it is you might covet things, you know, as random rip says here, uh, that it's not, is, it, is this, yeah, that's not envy. Yeah, if you are not envious, but you are actually like inspired to make something of yourself or to have a better career or whatever it is that is going to bring these things in reach, if you're dreaming, just like Patrick Bet David dreamed of owning the New York Yankees, now he does, or a, a minority owner, Gary V dreams of owning the New York Jets. That's what keeps him going. He wants to own a football team, that specific one. Maybe he will one day. And that would be pretty cool if you, you know, visualize these things happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all for that. It's when it's true jealousy and it's literally the feeling of being inadequate. That's 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 one way that you can your brain might go. But if you can train your brain to instead of go to that direction, the envy, jealousy, inadequacy part and go to being inspired to, to do great things. That's an awesome that's an awesome thing as random rips very astutely comments here i love the comment jh says what is up with the autograph prices of the national have they always been this high probably yeah bay area says small card shows are burning me out as well the sd collectibles are great people and put out great shows the stale when you have 30 tables and 22 are pokemon yeah but it, you know yeah, it's it's where you are it, it's the vendors that are there my local show here it's a monthly and you've got the same vendors month after month and several of them have the same inventory month after month but once in a while you you know you're you go there expecting that but hoping to find something great hobby champ says i'll buy cards for twenty dollars that i feel are far better buys than some ten thousand dollar plus cards it's all about perspective yeah agree carvin says here is an idea create three goals for your collection one day then follow to complete your goals once you complete one goal start a new goal otherwise don't stray and stay in your lane goal Love setting it. important in the hobby important in life and especially if you need like if you need it to stay in your lane then definitely use it son of a silver stacker is encouraging people to smash the like 75 watching that's we have seven i guess at the time 75 watching on sports card dad 60 37 and 25 well 65 watching on sports cards live we have 137 right now so welcome everybody to the show and hit those likes hit those likes Jeremy M. Good evening. Glad, <laughs> glad, glad to have you for a right. live. Carvin makes another comment says, as a person that created products, and if anybody listening, watching doesn't know, Carvin is the person that invented Exquisite when he and the cup in his days at Upper Deck, worked at Panini, helped revitalize National Treasures. Uh, Dominion was a hockey product, and uh, and is now with GTS. Anyway, Carvin says. As a person that created products, my task is to create the most innovative and original ideas. However, these ideas force collectors to YOLO, FOMO, and not staying in their lane. I'm sorry, folks. Frankie, <laughs> Frankie does forgive him. 
and says you did a great job, which uh, Carbon definitely did. Tip right. of the mitt says, collect what you love. If you don't love something, take a break and come back. Yeah, I mean, if you don't love something, take a break. You don't have to buy just to buy. Sorry, vendors, sorry, card companies, sorry, auction houses, but people don't have to buy just to buy. Buy when you want something. I, I'm noticing myself, you know, I was buying so many things over the past 10 years and now I'm I'm being more specific because there's so, I love so many cards in, in all the sports. It can be very draining on, on the on the bank account, you know, it can yeah. be. So yeah, if you don't love some and really I like how Tip of the Myth says if you don't love, like it's about love, really. Like you have like don't just love, don't just buy what you like, buy what you love, maybe if 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 what you like is too much stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Random rips, it's okay to draw. Oh, we did that one. CC says, must collect within oneself. We can all strive to achieve Jay Lee and John Mangini levels. LOL. Collecting is supposed to be fun and not a competition. Um, I, I, you know, listen, Jay Lee is me, John Mangini collection in the chat. I I I I mean, I don't know John Mangini. I don't know if I met John Mangini ever. I've heard about John and know a bit about him, but not much. But I'm guessing that John and I have both been in this hobby for 40 plus years and have built our collections over time. And that's that's it, it's it's a function of time, not necessarily uh, money. A bit of both in some cases for sure. Perk says burnouts when when burnout when listing cards. I don't want an order to buy cards. I do want. Sorry, Perk. Too, I'm going to skip it. Too hard to read. Son of a silver stacker says you two are the younger generation to me. Uh, okay, well, nice, nice to nice to meet you. Um, next up, generation, I guess. I guess he goes yep. on to say, "Isn't the chase the best part?" It is. It is. Yes. Yes. Speak to that, Speak to that Dennis. That was that was the point. I mean, it, it's like once you get done chasing, um, and then once the, once the card, that's at least for me. I, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, but once that card arrives, then it's like, okay, now what? And what I've what I've done over the last few years is like okay, and I, I I wasn't really focused. I was just buying a lot of different stuff. I kept listening to Andrew and Cage and buying all the cards they told me to buy. Um, just joking. Um, but oh, I just didn't have a focus. We talk about focus. I wasn't staying in my lane. We talk about staying in our lane. Carbon. That's those are some great comments, by the way. We got a pretty amazing chat. By the, I mean, we got some amazing amazing comments in the chat. I mean, just driving this show. I'm I'm honored to be even a part of it uh, with all you guys. But when you when you once you get that card, once you narrow it down and you get it, then it's like, okay, now what? It's hard to wait a while to buy that next card. I I taught I just told myself that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to just be very strategic and careful. But then it's hard to justify spending the kind of money now that I want to spend on a card that I that I covet because my taste has changed. And I know everybody in the comic keeps the comments keep saying, you know, you should enjoy all this stuff. It doesn't matter if it's but that's not true. I, I argue against that. I enjoy the card that is rare, the card that, you know, and, and sports card therapist and I kind of got into it on, our, on one of our episodes on this whole topic. I, I enjoy the rare card, the unique card, the card that not everybody has. I take great pride in that. So once you get it, you know, and when you're targeting those kind of cards, it's, they're expensive. It's hard. Um, it's it's hard to, to, to quench that thirst, so to speak, once you're you know, batting up in that level. Um, and I've had to color up to get there, but then I have to sell stuff just to get it done. But I don't regret selling the things I have. I'm happy with what I ended up with, right? So 
I don't know. I, I'm going around in circles here on that comment, but I think that once that's done, though, having the patience, like I said earlier, to the, to wait for that one card or targeting a card and going, okay, I'm done for now, but the next purchase I make is going to be X and Y or Z, and if these don't show up, I need to just sit back and wait and wait for those opportunities to arrive because they will. Yeah, well, for sure. And speaking of the chase, 1956 Top Guy says the chase is a dangerous drug. You got to find ways to enjoy what you have, build collages, watch highlights, read books, read the back of your cards, you know, Google the player on the card. Uh, if, if you know, if, if you don't know enough about the player already, but hello, hello to uh, hello to 1956 tops guy. Always good to see you. Zach Pierce says, I've literally seen 14 year olds of card shows with 10 to 20 K worth of cards, not telling people that are, how to raise their kids, but what the heck, how and why? Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. And there's just all sorts out there. The hobby, the hobby is a, uh, it's a, it's it, it, everybody's represented in our hobby from all different races and socioeconomic statuses and genders and origins, everything. Mike Petty says, never stop dreaming. I think, yeah, I mean, that fits, that fits. Never stop dreaming. Stop being jealous and envious. That's not good for your health. Like as Randall Mipp says, jealousy and envy are detrimental to your mental health. Try to avoid thinking that way, but yeah, don't stop dreaming. If you can dream and not have those those jealous, envious feelings, uh, then you're, you're, I think you're on the, you're on a great path. Brenton says, if you follow card content on YouTube, you think everyone just goes and spends thousands of card shows when that is not realistic for everyone. I don't know about that, Brenton. I, I think that only applies to certain YouTube channels and certain, certain content creators. I see lots of content that has nothing to do with uh, spending thousands of card shows. I think there is much more content out there than just that, I, just from my own curated content experience. So. I would say cast a wider net, Brenton. You might see, you know, you're going to see that for sure. You're obviously going to see that. We know that. And that's often the, the channels that do get the most subscribers and views because they're really good at, they do high production content. They're good at thumbnails and clickbaity titles and clickbaity thumbnails. And, uh, and that, that's going to that's gonna do it in a lot of cases. But there are, there is other content out there for sure. Matt says bitterness definitely leads to burnout. For me, it's adhering too closely to a predefined checklist I need. I need the freedom of expression to keep me going. Well said. Uh, Cage says, I am getting burned out trying to find the Beckett guy. You need a new hobby, Cage. That one's uh, that one's getting old, buddy. Uh, Random Rip says, I have a dozen goals that I go back and forth, never working more than a couple at a time, so I avoid burnout on any one. I love that work on sets, work on a player PC, sort my ridiculous amount of singles. So he's giving himself options to go back to the cards and make sure that you can always enjoy the hobby. I'm, I'm going to always come back to that. Go back to the cards. That's uh, the hobby is, you know, the hobby is the people is, is one of the, one of the taglines out there. John Newman, sports card nation. That's his tagline for, for his content. Yes. The hobby is the people. But that's not all. That's not the only part of the hobby. The hobby is also the cards. It's also it's also the engagement, the interaction, which is some of the people. But again, you can go back to the cards, especially if the people are bringing you down for any reason. If the people are bringing you down, go to the cards. If the cards are bringing you down, go to the people. Hey, there's there's not a bad way to look at it. K 
Cage says, speaking of getting burned out, the national needs to have a writing competition between Carbon and Spinatron. <laughs> That'll burn all of us out, Cage. <laughs> Matt says, if it's too much of a grind, that leads to burnout. Oh, we did that one. Sorry. We did yeah. that one. Uh, God is great, says, hello from the Rising Sun, Japan. Good to see you. Welcome to, welcome from Japan. Love to see, love to see our international reach here, Dennis. Matt says, it's also where having a community of buddies to share in your wins really matters. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to have friends. If you don't have friends in the hobby, it's going to be less enjoyable. Whether though they're local friends, kids you grew up with that are your friends now, or friends you've made online on Instagram, on whatever, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook groups, your local card shop. I One of my best hobby friends who's a bet, I was at his, like, I've been to his wedding, I you know, went through the birth of his children. You know, like I met him at the LCS, met him at the local card shop, believe it or not. And that, that's, that's pretty really awesome. Cool. That's really, that's a really cool story. That's, yeah, that's what it's all about right there. Yeah. Yeah. A life, making a lifelong friend because you have this friend. in common. Yeah. It's amazing. Random Rip says the fun part of the chase to me is getting a good deal and not paying more than I am willing to pay. Yeah. That's like, that's like when I, when I'm buying it, when I'm buying a card that I really want to get and you know, the card should sell for say 250 bucks, but I'll, like, but I need the card for whatever reason. I, in my own mind, I need it. And I put in a bit of like $800. It's because I want to make sure I get, if there's some other idiot like myself out there, who's willing to spend more than it's worth, I yeah. want to win out and get that card. Right. And then when I, when I actually buy that card for like 275 bucks, I'm like, Whoa, Look at all! I'm already up. I've already. I'm. I, I have that much more enjoyment because I feel like, oh, I. I, I kind of saved three hundred dollars more than my max price or whatever that number is. I can take my wife out for dinner. I can do this, do that. You know, it's a. It's kind of a funny way of. Funny way of looking at it. Yeah. Kirk says, if you can't participate in the hobby because you are jealous of what other people have, then there isn't a lane for you to be happy in the hobby. Unfortunate for you. Yeah, just, you know, I, I think that comes down to being self-aware and understanding what it is that motivates you as a as a person in this world, in this life, in this hobby. Well, part of having the, the hobby community and, and those relationships is that you can celebrate, like we talked earlier in that comment, the wins that other people have, the new card they get. I have a bunch of Griffey friends on Instagram and I see all their cards they're buying and it's fun. It's exciting to watch, even if it's one that I would covet and want. It's cool to see somebody else get it. It's cool to know you're one of three people that have a card that's out there and you know the other two people that have it. Something about that is so fun. It's so cool to be a part of those little clubs. And, and it's really cool to see someone like color up and get a card they've been looking for for years or to sell that card to that person and help them create that set run or whatever it may be. It, there's ways around the envy thing and you could just truly enjoy other people winning and, and building their collections. Yeah, well, no, exactly, exactly, agree. Uh, Mookie says, beware the chase, slow and steady wins the race, and Jeremy is a world-class chat minder standing on his head tonight. Thank you, Mookie. We're finding, we, we have a good pace here right now between Dennis, myself, and everyone in the chat. Uh, Brenton, thank you for the comment, and you are welcome. Colin Murray says, my chase is that big collection. I don't collect, I enjoy finding the cards and providing the cards everyone is looking for. Never burns me out doing this 24-7, 365, going to my first national next week. We'll see you there, Colin, and you know, Colin is a vent. He's a dealer, but he loves dealing in this hobby and uh, found his found his lane and stays in it. Nineties hockey says I found a good way to always have something to chase at different price point. I PC players in different tiers of value. Example: Tier one, Joe Sakic, John Beliveau. Tier two, 
Nicholas Lindstrom, Scott Stevens in tier three, he a bear. And uh, I think it's Bryant Reeves. Um, yeah, that's, that's a nice way to do it. That's hockey by the way, but there's different, different ways to collect, you know, maybe you want to collect Michael Jordan, but you're also going to collect, I don't know, pick some random, uh, some other random player. I can't even think of one. No one's popping into my mind right now. Kelly Gruber. I don't know. Different. Sport. Kelly Gruber. Kelly Gruber. <laughs> Hey, the, Blue Jays. the Blue Jays in the early the 90s. Blue Jays. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know why that popped in my mind. Stukes Baseball says, my treasure hunt takes me to card shows, card shops, antique shops, flea markets, antique shows. When I leave the house, I have no idea what I'm coming home with. If anything, love the hunt. That's like a reel I just put on Instagram, I think, yesterday. Like, I'm going to the National next week. I don't know what I'm coming home with. And that's what's super exciting. That's the most exciting thing to me is, you know, the experience that I'm about to have, but the cards also that I'm going to come home with, I don't know what they are yet. And that's going to be a lot of fun, but Stukes is like hitting the pavement here, right? Down in the pavement, going to all different sorts of uh, venues to find what he's, what he's looking for. And I think that's awesome. Victory investment says, do you even hard vouch bro? So uh, this is Sean who, uh, was out, had a series of posts on Instagram today about vouching. And the, 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 really the, the big question was, when you provide a vouch, are you actually providing a money back guarantee to the person that you gave the vouch to? Not for, but if I'm gonna, if, if someone says, hey, can you vouch for Dennis? I say, yeah, I vouch for Dennis. Does that mean the person that, I, that asked for Dennis's vouch now gets a money back guarantee from me if Dennis doesn't come through? That's a whole other topic. Follow Victory Investments on Instagram to yeah. uh, comment on that and do it quickly because his story post will run out by tomorrow afternoon at some point. But um, yeah, that's a, that was some good content there today, Sean. Raul Lucky7 says, hi, I've been doing breaks on eBay for three years, 100% feedback. eBay won't let me list as of today. I was not approved. They know something about other breakers. I feel frustrated. So listen, that's a that's too bad, first of all, especially if you've been doing this and maybe making a living at it for three years or at least a nice side hustle. Um, I feel for you, Raul. I think that's really unfortunate. Uh, but my comment is you have to adapt. You have to find a way to adapt. eBay is not the only marketplace out there. I don't I'm not saying where to go, but there are just you have to adapt. You know, it's like when, when you fall down, get back up. Right now, you've fallen down because eBay kicked. You got to get back up, Roll. You got to get back up and find a way to make it work. I understand the frustration. Grieve over it for like 24 hours and then look at it as a challenge. Look at it as, as something that can make you rise up. I think that's that's what I'd love to see you do. I would love to love to, to hear back from you, you know, two weeks from now on the next episode of taking stock what we do maybe yeah i think we'll be back from the national by then two weeks from now let's hear let's hear if you were able to do it or even a month or whatever but good luck adapt pivot figure it out good luck anything you want to say on that dennis i mean anything different than what i said or no i i think yeah you got to persevere obstacles are going to be there obstacles form you really if you think about it it's the obstacle it's the way you know that's that's one of my leadership uh philosophies when it comes to my job and how I lead my, my whole region and my all my people is, uh, you know, overcoming obstacles is, is a really important, you know, uh, it's like, it's like, it's a knife you want to keep sharpening um, because they're going to inevitably happen and how you handle the obstacle, how you navigate around it, it's going to form you, it's going to make you better. It's going to allow you to find a new way, a new way that may even be better. You know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, 
sometimes that that defeat or that uh, you know the the falling down and getting back up. I know it's cliche, everybody says it, but I think it's been really hard. I mean, I've lived it in my life with what I do, and um, it's really hard to to get there. But boy, is it satisfying when you found a new and different way to do it. So yeah, I'd say keep your head up, just like you said, Jeremy. But you know, think about these obstacles as gifts, as opportunities to 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 do something very different. Exactly. Turn it around, make it an opportunity. I recently went through something like that where something kind of went sideways and then I'm like, no, don't, don't let it get you down. I'm talking to myself. Don't let it get you down, Jeremy, make this an opportunity. And I feel like I did and came out better than before. So, you know, just look at it like that. It makes me think this is kind of a, just a sort of a tangent, but it makes me think about, you know, you see so much complaining on social media about things. Um, and some control, but you don't see a lot of, uh, you don't see a lot of critics coming with solutions. You no. see a lot of critic, you see a lot of criticism, but you don't see a lot of critics also providing solutions. And, you know, you think about any, I don't know, any organization I've worked with, worked in any good leader, will i will encourage the people will encourage the employees the staff the teammates to listen you have a you've you've got a a hurdle an obstacle okay identify it understand it how does it affect us now we can complain about it we can bitch and complain or you can get constructive think about ways to overcome it think about a solution come up come up with this even just brainstorm the first solution you come up with might not be smart it might not make any sense but at least it's the start of a process where you're going to evolve the discussion towards something that might actually work so you know if you i guess what i'm what i'm trying to get at here is if you're going to critique and complain come with a solution as well now sometimes you as i said you can't because overproduction too many parallels what's the solution less parallels it's not a realistic solution though. That's the thing. And it's also like, no one's listening anyway, you know, they're going to, they're going to, the thing about card companies is they only uh, listen. And I, I want to think differently and, I, and I'm going to say this and I don't mean it like 100%, but I'll say it for effect. They only care about the sales season. A product comes, if it sells through, that's a win for the card company. They don't care about secondary market values. They don't care about how the rookie class is going to do. They only care about the rookie class in the year that it's a rookie class. Afterwards, they're on to the next, producing the next set, the next year's worth of products. So it's hard to get through them. I'll say two things. That was was a lot of really great, that was, was, you know, some of the best stuff, I think, that I've heard on this podcast so far, is what what you just got done kind of walking through there. And this comment and kind of how we're, we're diving. I know we're tangenting a bit here, but I think it's vital because um, it's vital to burnout. It all matters. I will say this. It, what people say about you doesn't matter. And also, let me elaborate. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It, what matters is what do you say about you? Because if someone goes, I think you're this, I think you're that. You see this in the hobby and the content and all the feuding and all that stuff. This person says this about that person. That's great. That's great. I don't, you know, I don't really care what you, that's great. You think that about me, but I don't think that about me. I think something different about me. That doesn't mean I need to go up, go create a video telling everybody what I think about me. Just know what you think about you. 
that's a private revelation. That's something that forms you from the inside out. It's not something that needs to be broadcast or shared. Just know what you think about you and believe it. If you believe that, then all the other stuff is just going to be noise. And honestly, the more people are talking about you, the better. I mean, it's it, it, you're doing something right if people are talking about you. Now, you guess you could twist that around. If you're if you're doing something nefarious, people will still talk about you. Obviously, if you know you're not doing that, and there's suspect suspicion or whatever you want to call it, and, but you know that you're not doing something wrong, and you know who you are. Don't worry about it. I, I just think that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of voices in the crowd. Your critics will be crickets when you're failing, but they're going to be loud and proud when you're succeeding. So that's just something I've seen and I've witnessed in my own growth. Um, I've seen it with some of my people. Um, once you're able to eliminate that noise and the static and focus on what you can do, the the obstacle is the way. It's going to form you. It's going to show you how to do something that no one else is going to do because if they could just do it this way and they're not going to learn the alternative or a way to go around, like be like water, that you're actually benefiting from that experience. You're going to have more. You're going to take more away from that. You're going to grow as a person. I don't know. I stagnant. The complacency is the devil. You don't want that. So what, yeah. what are we, what are we doing here, Jerry? I think we're, we're, we're turning into, we're turning into motivational speakers, brother. Yeah, Rips made the commentary. Jeremy should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I saw that one come through. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think I think uh, you're right about everything you just said. If you are comfortable, and this now we're kind of off topic, but hey, we're we're going where we're going. If you are comfortable with your the way you approach life and the hobby, mm -hmm. and no matter what anyone is going to say about you, and as as a content creator, you know, I've been doing this three almost three and a half years now consistently, and I, not everybody loves what I do and say I've got I've got critics out there. But what I what I've done is I've curated my experience. I know for a fact there's one guy in particular I hear about talks about me all the time. I think it's hilarious because it's like I'm literally living as the as I say I'm literally living rent free in this guy's head and I see none of it and I don't even care. Like it's like I sleep very well at night because I know that my I know that what I'm doing is like authentic and I'm trying to do good. I'm not trying to mislead anybody or do anything wrong, devious, fraudulent, none of that. So if you, if you, one of the best things you can do is curate your own experience and, and back to the topic at hand burnout. I think if I listen to every critic out there of what I've done and said at over, I've got over 800 hours of live stream content out on YouTube right now. That's a lot of, a lot of 800 hours of it and there's a lot of things that people could pick on i'm sure but it's okay it it, it doesn't bother me my i'm I, I reserve the right to change my mind to learn to to to, to be open-minded to change my theory over time if something new makes more sense than it did in the past and back and and if some if if any of that is going to burn me out i won't allow it like why you know, it's like that saying, you know, you've got however many seconds or 80,000. If you had $80,000 in the bank and you lost 10 of those dollars, would you let it ruin the other $79,000? Well, you know, that that's a, an analogy to you got you got 80,000 seconds in a day. If someone ruins 10 seconds of it, don't let it ruin the rest of your seconds in the day. Right. I take that very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah, no, I think it's a that's a great way to, to, to look at it. I think that, you know, when you put yourself out 
in this, you know, the internet sphere and in the, the hobby community, and you start commenting on things and having takes and, and having, you know, conversations about the hobby or people in the hobby or the way the hobby works, you're going to open yourself up, you know, fairly for folks to disagree with you or agree with you. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it's going to always be. And you just got to be ready for it. I, that's what I've been learning. Um, but but you got to just it's got to be yourself be transparent i think the biggest thing with content creators with with anybody with breakers lcs owners anybody anybody ebay sellers um even the the, the tops and the paninis i mean we can all talk about that for days transparency and integrity is everything within this hobby because there's a lot of trust that goes into is this card really truly signed by this player is is tops going to redeem my redemption it, there's a is this seller really going to take care of me i mean there's there's so many ways that you can be nefarious within this hobby and i think it's so important for integrity and transparency to be there i and i think i think there's probably a lot of people that are just getting tired of learning that not everybody is and there's a lot of it um and when you focus on that it, i think that can burn you out because you go gosh can i trust anybody is everybody in it for themselves? And is that, I don't know. I, I think that there's something to be said for that. Agree. Perk says, whether you are five or 55, if you actively participate in the hobby, you can start with nothing and grow it into something that you are proud of having. Yeah, slow and steady wins the race a lot of times. Zach Pierce says, I flip phones. FT market changes selling platforms all the time. Can't rely on one site allowing you to sell. You've got to survive and adapt. Hit so many walls with platforms over the years. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you're only, if you have one customer, you have a lot of risk in your business. You know, if your only customer is Walmart, you're going to do great for a while. But if Walmart cuts you off, you are out of business. Just as, you know, as a uh, someone in, in product, uh, in, in a product business or something like that. Yeah. Don't be too reliant on one marketplace to the discussion we we're having earlier. Frankie says researching the cards and sets is an important part of the hobby and avoiding burnout. Learn about the cards and sets before you spend money. Research will help you focus and set clear goals. Couldn't agree more. You know, the more education and information you come equipped with, the better decisions you will make and the, the cheaper your tuition will end up being. He says, I started delving into ultra modern this year and was quickly overwhelmed with all the parallels and numbered cards. After several days of research, I was able to set some rules to focus on. That's a clear thinker right there. Michael Irachi, I collect all decade teams, star players who only played short times for my team, but did not pan out. Makes things really affordable and fun. That's a good approach. If you love it, great. Random rips. I've been on eBay 24 years and learned quickly not to count on them for income of any type. They will disrupt your business at some point. JH says, soapbox sermon i think that's to my 800 hours of yeah some of my within 800 hours of, of content you're gonna have a couple soapbox sermons in there for sure i've definitely had my share jh but um but a lot of it is just interviewing other people that's really what i do tom newman appreciate that brenton says having thick skin seems elusive to me but i always get over it after a good sulk yeah i mean hey it's, it's like uh, grieving you know you got to get through got to get through the process that works for you and Zach says, gosh, just don't rely on eBay. I've been selling since 03. The stories I've heard of people getting kicked off out of the blue never changes. Oh, full time. Thank you, Zach. Full time on sell on flipping phones. Okay, got it. And for the first time, Dennis, we were at the bottom of the comments, which is kind of nice. Give my give, give my voice a rest for a minute. 
There you go. A second. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Anything? I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I, I just, I, I think that, you know, I, I, if we're going to end this at some point, I'd like to end it on what's great. What's going to create hobby longevity. I know you and I talked about that. What's hobby. What's going to be good for the hobby long-term, how we consume content, how we collect, how we spend staying in your lane. We've heard a lot of really great things today. I mean, Carvin's got some great advice. Um, I think there's been, just, there's been so many great comments you know, learning how to, you know, how to collect and be creative in how you collect, um, overcoming obstacles, um, you, you, you know, be managing the kind of content you listen to, um, vouching and being personal guarantors, apparently, for being a vouch for purchases for victory. I'm just kidding. But um, there's just been so much great feedback from the chat section. I mean, the comment section is literally ride. This runs the whole this whole gamut here. And, I, and it's, there's been so much that's been shared that makes me feel like these are the keys to hobby longevity, the community that you exist in, the friendships you make, the relationships you develop in culture and foster, um, the way you collect, learning how to stay within your means. All these are wonderful, great ex examples of how to enjoy the hobby without burning out and to give the hobby that longevity it needs, right? Totally, man. Yeah, um, I got some thoughts on that. I, I do want to, we have, we've had a couple of great comments come in in the last minute here, literally all within the last 60 seconds, three of them. Well, two of them. One is this. Thank you. Random rips for that. We, we appreciate it. Billy V says way more people are interested in getting into the hobby than people getting burned out and leaving. I think, I think this is a, I, I'm glad Billy makes this comment. Cause I kind of, you know, forgot I, I, when we were chatting earlier yesterday, Dennis had, we, we talked about this. It's like, there are more people coming like there is going to be attrition no matter what people are going to leave the hobby every day because they've been leaving the hobby every day since 1970 and they're going to keep people are going to continue to leave the hobby every day for whatever reason but at the same time people are coming into the hobby every day for whatever reason some of them are reconnecting with their past some of them are discovering it for the first time the hope is in order for the hobby to grow which seems to be what everybody seems to want or at least most people want we need to have a net positive gain. It can't, it can't be a zero sum game. We don't want it to be a net loss. We want to have a net gain in people coming in over time. And I agree with Billy B. I think that is what is going on. We're seeing, you know, even though values have come down over the last couple of years, word has it, we're seeing more people at card shows, more transactions happening just wherever on various marketplaces. So for that reason, I think the hobby is in a good place. And to bring it back to what you were saying, Dennis, about longevity, mm -hmm. there's two, two kind of, you know, lanes to look at when it comes to that one is the overall longevity of the hobby, which, you know, I've often said, <laughs> as long as there are sports, there will be cards. And as long as there are people, there will be collectors. Uh, hopefully that's true. And, you know, I, I believe it to be true. So I think the hobby is going to, is going to endure for quite some time. Uh, decades hopefully hopefully you know 100 years who who knows um but the other thing is longevity for us on an individual basis how are we going to have longevity in the hobby as participants as collectors hobbyists content creators dealers flippers ven vendors people that work in the companies whatever it is you know how are you going to have longevity i think it's going to be by curating your experience and making sure that you are looking out for your mental health and all this then looking out for your enjoyment as soon as it becomes too much again 
pivot, like take, take, take us, take a break or go back to your cards. If the cards are bothering you, go to the people, all sorts of different ways. U.S. sports cards, another great comment. Being a supportive hobbyist for others is really important to grow the hobby. And I think the most, I think where that really hits home for me, Dennis, is for the person like the professor might, might not have a lot of people around him, says, you know, my LCS doesn't, doesn't buy, so I got to go online. Well, that's fine. You can find support online. Communi Facebook groups, Instagram, card Twitter, hobby Twitter, whatever the, the regulars out there on there mm -hmm. call it. Um, there, there are supports, you know, I see all the time, 1956 tops guy. He's great at sharing other people's pickups on his Instagram story, supporting them. You know, that's a nice, that's a nice thing. And it's going to make that person who was supported feel better about the hobby as well. I, I know this is random, but us sports cards. I mean, did you really patent the name United States sports cards? You're a, you're a hero. To me. How did you get that name? I, that's amazing to think that you're United States sports cards. That's a cool name. I'm sorry. That's a little off topic, but I thought that was pretty cool that that's his name. Like, I don't know how many there are out there. Maybe there's a couple of them, but you're here. And so to me, you're the only one. <laughs> Congratulations. Bravo to you. Blue Blue Thunder says burnout on Panini junk that everyone knows won't be worth anything. Uh, yeah, Blue Thunder, you must have welcome to the show. We kind of <laughs> talked about about that already. And um, just you know, the the I think that you know the response to that is um, don't let that happen to you. Don't let yourself burn out on Panini junk that everyone knows won't be worth anything unless it's all you know and all you like. There is so much more to the hobby than the cards Panini has been putting out. Uh, for the past 15 years. Random Rip says, absolutely, community is everything. When I got back in the hobby a few years ago, it stuck, it struck me that everyone I worked and traded with in the 90s have passed away. I had to find all new people. People die. That's attrition, you know, like that's that is gonna happen. But the beautiful thing about random rips is you found new people. There were new people to find. Congrats, like that's awesome. That's gonna oh, help your longevity, your 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 hobby enjoyment it's going to keep you in the hobby and maybe help you not need to take a break or get burnout zach pierce says i went i want the hobby to tank so i can afford even more <laughs> yeah I, yeah i mean a lot of people feel that way a lot of people feel that way and uh and if that happens i mean i'll be right there beside you buying even more cards myself and the professor says, one approach I've taken is I have visited two of my virtual LCSs now, so I'm connected in a hybrid fashion. Through the selling process, these experienced shop owners taught me about my cards. Wherever you can go to learn about your cards, I would say go there to learn about them. There's a, There are experts in every little area of this hobby, and a lot of them are willing to, to help you out, for sure, for sure. Rather than rips, thanks to YouTube, I did. Good. Good. That's where you can find people. I mean, I've met, I have another very good friend. I only met because of YouTube when I started out and now we're, we're great friends. And Dennis has become a very good friend of mine. We hang out now twice, once every two weeks, we hang out here, talk to each other, talk to the chat. We meet up earlier. We talk about what we're going to talk about. And then we met, we end up talking about other things, not just taking stock. We'll talk about what's going on in your day. That's how you build a friendship. I, by having that small talk and being able to enjoy the small talk with somebody. Uh, Dustin from the Sports Card Dad YouTube channel, somebody that I've, I've known Dustin for three years now, met him in person a few times, uh, met several 
one-on-one -on -one converse phone calls zoom calls you know uh become a friend do what do we agree with everything each other says absolutely not does it matter no agreement i forget who just said this somewhere agree oh it was uh, i think Brad, i forget yeah. who. agreement so, uh, agreement or uh yeah agreement is not required yeah agreement is not required I, I would love to credit who i first heard say that in in hobby content but I think it's such a, a a really awesome thing to consider that you don't have to, you know, with, whether it's a content creator or your friend, someone you're DMing with, you don't have to agree with everything somebody says, but you also don't have, don't have to beat them down for it. You don't no. have to attack them if you don't agree with what somebody says. You can just understand that they're walking their shoes. We all have such different life experiences that we're all going to be different. And if you can embrace that, um, or rather than put it that way, try to embrace that, try to be okay with it. And again, agreement isn't required. I think that's a great, a great, uh, outlook on things. Blue thunder says Luca and Mahomes are the only exclusive Panini athletes. Besides them, I would sell all Panini immediately. Okay, great. Ziggy no gives a thumbs up. Thank you, Ziggy. All right. Well, we're, we're an hour 25 in Dennis. We usually try to go about an hour and a half. So we're right around there. Uh, to the chat, why don't you get, if you have any final comments, questions, thoughts, ideas, theories, put them out there. We'll stick around for another five minutes or so. Uh, Dennis, anything, I mean, you're, you're, you're so good at kind of like listening to, to, to when I'm talking and the, the chat and then having these thoughts come. So anything top of mind for you right now? No, I, like I said earlier, I think there's a lot of, what I like about our show here is that we get to hear from. The, the hobby community the hobby community is we come up with an idea a, a topic that we think would resonate and, and and provide engagement and the hobby community runs the the whole show we had today on today's show we had a lot of folks a lot of content creators there's a lot of people that like yeah you know carvin literally creating car who created some of the most iconic cards we, we have in our hobby we had a lot of great amazing um engagement that to me which is which is really fun is you walk away from these i don't know about you jeremy but you walk away from these episodes with a different perspective every time because you get to hear how everybody else is, is you know how how they're discerning the hobby the what's going on the latest news there was a comment in there a while back and said even when we all sleep the hobby never sleeps there's always churning and burning there's always something going on you wake up the next morning and you look at your phone and what happened in the hobby it used to be what's happening in the news what did my favorite sports team do but instead it's hobby 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 and i like it i know you you want to control how much time you have how much screen time you have you don't want to ignore your family and you want to be mindful about it right but still it's fun to engage in it um it's i never thought i would enjoy it so much but it it, it becomes kind of your own little world so i love listening to the folks here we're getting some comments i love listening to the folks here um and what and sharing what they have to say listening to what you have to say jeremy you got a very unique perspective as well and just it's it's a way for me and i think and hopefully for everybody who's a part of this a part of the show it's a way for us to all learn and from one another and and you know get glimpses into what they're experiencing in the hobby what they would like to do what they would tell other people to do because it's like we're in one big classroom i feel like so or a lecture hall or whatever you want to call it so that's that's what i would say yeah no, i appreciate it uh definitely great comments uh, Blue Thunder says, buy Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo. 
And I say, uh, don't. I say that's horrible <laughs> advice. And I say, don't, don't. I say, don't. Well, it is. I mean, it's just, it's just like that's that's the exact kind of content that that I don't consume. I don't produce. And I and I think is kind of like, are you gonna write? Are you gonna underwrite people's expenditures if you're gonna say buy this, this, and that? Are you underwriting that blue thunder? Are you gonna cover their losses if they have losses by taking your advice? This is the kind of content that that people. Uh, the the that people don't like. Well, I shouldn't say that. It gets a lot of clicks because people can't think for themselves a lot of the time, or don't want to, don't want to put in the effort. But I I I can't get behind a comment like that. Like it's it's just um, I think it's irresponsible. Brenton Friesen says would like to buy a Gretzky rookie in decent shape, but have limited options to see in person cards living in a rural area. Any suggestions? Ooh. I like this rookies are well first of all i did a i did a master class on the hockey yeah. cards gong show podcast just last week uh for their episode number 99 where i talked about everything as their guest the gretzky rookie so i would say watch that because yeah. I, I i teach how to critique inspect assess uh protect yourself from counterfeits all these things the importance of it, the difference between the tops and the Opeachy, what to look for. I talk about all that. So Brenton, I would say watch that or listen to that on the Hockey Cards Gong Show podcast. Um, that's one thing. And uh, and the other thing is that you know I do I do auction coverage shows for seven different auction companies outside of taking stock and sports cards live. And whenever I'm reviewing and I often I always zoom in and look at the Gretzky rookies uh the PWCC weekly auction I'm looking at those pretty much every Sunday I would say you know watch and you can go back and kind of you know what's it called scrape or follow find find one of those where I'm inspecting a Gretzky rookie there's tons of those on, on my channel the sports cards live YouTube channel and uh, you can learn a lot that way and just you know on, on, when I'm doing a PWCC weekly hockey auction on a Sunday night we're going to definitely talk about Gretzky rookies. So I'll teach you whatever I can. Zach Pierce says we're taking shots at Jeff Wilson now, not taking shots at Jeff Wilson, but take, I don't want to say taking shots, but saying that's not content that I, you know, re recommending the hottest player to anybody. Everybody knows who the hottest player is. It, it, it doesn't take a genius to read stats and, and watch sports center or ESPN or whatever to find out who's hot. That's easy to do, but it comes with some responsibility, I think. Blue Thunder, just an opinion, no need to be triggered. No, it's not an opinion because it is an opinion, but you're also, you said, buy this player, this, here's the comment, buy him, him, and him. That's not an opinion, that's advice. You are giving advice to people that are watching and listening. And I think it's irresponsible to give advice to buy certain players now they could turn out they could turn out but if they don't are you are you cutting are you writing those checks are you underwriting that that's my question breaking mania says will bbce be doing a daily special at the national it's one of the few places that has deals i guess you'll find out when you get there you'll find out when you get there i, I don't really know and yeah thank you zach pierce all right dennis thanks as always another great episode of taking stock chat you guys killed it as usual so thank you so much for the the engagement the comments the questions the everything out there appreciate 90 99 and a half percent of it 
Dennis, any final comments? No, I think we covered all of it. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night, taking time away from what you would normally be doing to chat with us, talk with us. We look forward to talking again. Um, this will be post-national, so maybe we'll have some fun stuff. Jeremy will have some fun stuff to talk about. Unfortunately, I can't make it, but um, hopefully we'll have some of that. Um, yeah, looking forward to talking again. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and uh, now I will be at the National all week. Uh, if anyone sees me, you know, please say hello. Lo love to meet people and, uh, you know, shake hands, meet in person. It's a wonderful way to, again, just build the community and uh, enjoy the hobby even more. Zach Pierce, it did come through. It did come through. I was just answering it literally, but I do appreciate the comment. And uh, Frankie, we will see you at the National yet again. Always great to see you, my friend. Looking forward to seeing everyone that's there. See you at Random Rips. You're coming to the National. Please say hi to me when, when you see me. If you, I'm 6'6", six, I'm six, six, everybody, and bald. You can't miss me at the National. I'm, there is one taller bald guy, but he's got a huge beard. Justin, 6'10", sports guys. He's 6'10". He's I'm only 6'6". Six, six. He's bald, too. If you see me, please say hello. Let me know that you uh, you are in the chat or whatever. And I uh, just would love to meet you at the, at the National. Everybody, thank you for joining. And with that, this episode of Taking Stock is now over. Over. Good night, everybody. Take care. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.